Welcome back to Weathering the Storm, the podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by placing and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles, and I am very grateful that you have taken out some time to be with me today. And today we're recording episode 13, and we are in Psalm 86. So if you have your Bibles, I'll invite you to that great text, that great psalm. And again, just to remind you, if you haven't been listening this season, uh, that our theme this season is weathering the storm with the Psalms. So I encourage you, if you haven't listened, to go back and listen to uh, some of the Psalms that we've studied. And I hope and pray that it can be helpful for you in your own personal study. Uh, We have been just working through some select Psalms that are focusing on how you can get through difficult times. And I believe that's certainly pertinent to our study of weathering the storm. Of course, this podcast is on the Scattered Abroad Network. And I encourage you, if you haven't already, to go and check us out. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram. You can go to our YouTube channel. You can email us at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com, and we would love to hear from you. But all of us on the network, we certainly appreciate your encouragement, uh, you listening, your prayers, uh, and spreading this for others and sharing this for others to hear. It is a true, true blessing uh, to be on this network, and I thank you so much for listening, for your encouragement, most of all for your prayers. I do hope and pray that this study today uh, can help you weather the storm. I hope all the psalms that that we've been looking at uh, have been beneficial for you and your walk with the Lord. I know that it has been helpful and beneficial for me. So again, I thank you for giving me this opportunity. As we come to Psalm 86, here we have a prayer for mercy while meditating on the greatness of God. This is a psalm of David, a prayer of David. And it was written on some occasion of trouble when he was really needing mercy. He needed strength. He needed deliverance. And so you and I, as we place ourselves in the storm, whatever kind of storm that may be, whatever you may be going through, even now as you listen, this is a prayer for mercy. This is for God to be merciful and help you get through it. And it may be that you're listening to this driving to work. Or it may be that you're listening to this first thing in the morning or maybe late at night before you go to bed. As soon as this episode is over, I hope that you'll be encouraged to go to God in prayer and to pray for that mercy, pray for strength, and pray for deliverance because God is able to do it. He's able to help you. He's able to give you the things that you need to get through and to weather the storm. This is the only psalm in the third book that was written by David. I find that very interesting. We, In our first episode of this season, we broke down the, the five books uh, that you can find as far as how the psalm is outlined. It's the only one penned by David. And thinking about what he went through and, and how his heart was overwhelmed so many times, this is extremely uh, applicable to us today as we look into the heart and the life of David. Brother Waycaster said, This is the prayer of an afflicted and humble servant of God, intermixed with outbursts of praise and thankfulness. And so on one hand, there is this cry for mercy. On the other hand, there's meditation on the greatness of God. And you see both of those themes throughout this psalm. In fact, that's how we want to outline this today. It's going to be a little bit unique. I hope that I can say it clear enough and simply enough that we can all follow it uh, together. But the twofold outline that we're going to follow is this. Number one, what David desires. And then number two, what David desires declares. And so what we're going to do, instead of just reading this psalm straight through, I want to read it with those two themes in mind. 
And so what David desires, that's verses 1 through 4, 6 and 7, 11 and 12, 16 and 17. And then what David declares is verse 5, 8 through 10, and 13 through 15. So again, we're going to bounce around a little bit, but hopefully we can do this in a way that we can all stay on the same page. Let's start by reading the section about what David desires. Verses 1 through 4. Bow down your ear, O Lord. Hear me, for I am poor and needy. Preserve my life, for I am holy. You are my God. Save your servant who trusts in you. Be merciful to me, O Lord, for I cry to you all day long. Rejoice the soul of your servant, for to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. Verses 6 and 7. Give ear, O Lord, to my prayer, and attend to the voice of my supplications. In the day of my trouble I will call upon you, for you will answer me. Verses 11 and 12. Teach me your way, O Lord. I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. I will praise you, O Lord my God, with all my heart. I will glorify your name forevermore. And then verses 16 and 17. O turn to me and have mercy on me. Give your strength to your servant and save the son of your maidservant. Show me a sign for good that those who hate me may see it and be ashamed because you, Lord, have helped me and comforted me. Again, in those verses in particular, we have what David desires. Let's look at it a little bit closer. Bow down your ear, O Lord, and hear me. Isn't it amazing that God condescends to man by bowing the ear? Doesn't that just just blow your mind? I mean, it does for me. I think about the one who created this world, the sovereign ruler. We talked about that in our last episode, Psalm 75. Here we're talking about the God of heaven who bows down his ear to listen to you and to listen to me. That is so amazing and so humbling. But the Bible does teach that it does that. 1 Peter 3.12, the eyes of the Lord are, are over the righteous. His ears are open to their prayers. He, he bows down the ear. If you can picture that, bowing down the ear to listen to his children. Reminded of what David said in Psalm 8, what is man that you're mindful of him? Does God care about man? So much so that he sent his only, be- only begotten son into the world to die for us. John 3.16. Yes, He loves us, and yes, He cares for us. And that love and that care has been manifested through Christ for all the world. How amazing it is when David makes this desire for God to bow down His ear to Him that God actually does that for us. It's truly amazing. He desires that God bow down His ear, and He says, Because I am poor and needy. Jesus said, Blessed the poor in spirit. There are the kingdom of heaven. Think about being poor and needy. And you and I, as as human beings, that's exactly what we are. We always stand in need of God's blessings. And we always stand in need of His help. He says, preserve my life. The American Standard says, preserve my soul. This is what David is desiring as he goes through a trial, goes through a storm. He says, for I am holy. King James says, I am godly. In other words, I'm striving to be what you want me to be, so please be with me and preserve me. You are my God. Your servant trusts in you. As he continues this desire, he says, Be merciful to me. 
The word mercy or a form of it is found five times in this psalm alone. Give ear, O Lord, to my prayer. Attend to the voice of my supplications. Teach me your way, O Lord. Look at what David is desiring. And what I love about David is is he doesn't hold anything back in his prayers. He doesn't just say, you know, a general statement, but he is being specific in the things that he's desiring from his God. Bow down your ear. Preserve me. Be merciful to me. Teach me. Attend to the voice of my prayer. But David understands there are conditions. Notice then with me the action. If you teach me your way, I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart. Give me singleness of heart to fear your name. He says, I want to do your will. I want to be the man you would have me to be. I will praise you with all of my heart, and I will glorify your name. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 comes to mind. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. He will direct your paths. David says, I'm ready and willing to do what I need to do. I want to meet the conditions that you have set. I will walk in your truth, and I will praise you with all of my heart. So please, God, turn to me, have mercy on me, and strengthen me. Verses 16 and 17. David gives us the blueprint for how we are to weather the storms of life. Look unto God and depend on Him. Give Him our desires. Approach the throne of grace boldly to obtain mercy in time of need. Hebrews 4, 15 and 16. David's desire. But then as we close this psalm out, let's think about what David declares. And here we're going to read the verses that we did not read earlier, because notice what David is saying. Notice what he is declaring about God. Verse 5, For you, Lord, are good and ready to forgive and abundant in mercy to all those who call upon you. Verses 8 through 10, Among the gods there is none like you, O Lord, nor are there any works like your works. All nations whom you have made shall come and worship before you, O Lord, and shall glorify your name. For you are great and do wondrous things. You alone are God. In verses 13 through 15, For great is your mercy toward me, and you have delivered my soul from the depths of Sheol. O God, the proud have risen against me, and a mob of violent men have sought my life, and have not set you before them. But you, O Lord, are God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering, and abundant in mercy and truth. So you notice then why we, we read those verses the way that we did. You have what David desires, but then you have what David declares, what he knows about God and what he says about God. And I believe that's something that could really enrich and enhance our prayer lives. If we will tell God, pray these things back to God, recognize and let Him know that you know that He is a great God. I love verse 5. You, Lord, are good. Every good and perfect gift comes from God, comes from the Father of lights, James 1.17. And so for there to be good, of course, that means the source is to be good. And God is good. He is ready to forgive. He stands ready to forgive all those who are ready to meet His conditions. Nehemiah 9.17, Micah 7.18 and 19. He is good. He is ready to forgive. And He is abundant in mercy. Psalm 59.10, Psalm 
Psalm 59, 17. Not just, not just that He's merciful, but He's abundant. He's overflowing with mercy. And He wants to extend it our way. Brother Waycaster said, Not only is our God by His very nature able to deliver you, Lord, our good, and not only does He stand ready, ready to forgive, but the provisions are abundant. He's plenteous in mercy. The wealth of heaven is incapable of going bankrupt, and God's abundant blessings are inexhaustible. That may just be the encouragement that you needed to hear today, and I'm thankful that Brother Waycaster penned it that way. I want to read that again. Because if you find yourself right now in a trial, you find yourself in the midst of a storm, remember these words. The wealth of heaven is incapable of going bankrupt, and God's abundant blessings are inexhaustible. Keep going to God. Keep looking to Him for the guidance and the strength that you need, and He can provide it for you. He's ready, willing, and able to help you weather the storms of life. In verses 8 through 10, as we continue to think about what David declares, he says, Among the gods there is none like you. Reminded of 1 Thessalonians 1.9, they, they turn from serving idols to serve the living and the true God. What a contrast. And so many in our world today are, are serving idols. You know, the idol of, of work and money and sports, and you name it. Putting that before God. But I need to stop and realize, you know what? I need to stop chasing all these worldly things if I don't have God in, in, first in my life. I need to be putting Him first. Seek first the kingdom, Matthew 6, 33. Among the works, there are none like yours, Psalm 66, 3 and 5. Nothing that even compares to the great works of God. He then declares, All nations shall come and worship you and glorify your name. There's a reference there to Isaiah 2, 2 and 3. Of course, there are reference to the Lord's church, Acts chapter 2, wherein Jesus uh, is glorified, God is glorified, Ephesians 3.21. You alone are God. What a great declaration. Deuteronomy 6.4, 1 Corinthians 8.4, there is one God. And so he is declaring these things as he is meditating on the greatness of God. Finally, verses 13 through 15, notice this beautiful description. You, O Lord are full of compassion, Psalm 11.4. Gracious, Nehemiah 9.17. Long-suffering, 2 Peter 3.9. Abundant in mercy, Ephesians 2.4. Abundant in truth, Deuteronomy 32.4. What a beautiful description of our God. Not just that He's compassionate, but He's full of compassion. Not just that He's merciful, but He's abundant in mercy. Not just that he sets forth the standard of truth, but he is abundant in truth. He goes above and beyond, doesn't he? He's long-suffering with us. He's gracious toward us. And as we weather the storms of life, we can look to him and know and have confidence that he can get us through it. The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth. Exodus 34, 6. That's the same God that we serve today. As we bring our study to a close, let's think about how Psalm 86 can help us weather the storm. I want to give you three reasons. Number one, Psalm 86 can help us to weather the storm when we recognize our storm and seek shelter from the right source. David recognized 
the trials that he went through. He, he knew the storm was coming. He knew when he was in the midst of the storm. And so he knew where to go. Bow down your ear, O Lord. Be with me. Provide what I need. Provide the shelter and the protection and the guidance that I need so I can get through this trial. Number two, when we commit our hearts and lives to God, we, like David, will make the decision to walk in His truth, to praise Him with all of our heart, and to glorify His name before, during, and after the storm. How committed are we to God? Hopefully our commitment is not something that's shallow or not something that's superficial, but it's something that's very real and very deep. That we are staying true to God and our anchor is cast, our anchor is firm. That even when those storms come, we, we shall not be moved, as the psalmist said. Number three, and finally, Psalm 86 can help us to weather the storm when we can remember this great description of God. He is full of compassion, gracious, long-suffering, abundant in mercy, abundant in truth. He is good and is ready to forgive. There's no area of life, spiritually speaking, in which we have to go through it alone. God's ready to be with us. He wants to be with us. He wants to show that mercy and that love. And we, in turn, can bring Him glory and honor because He is worthy. Psalm 86, a beautiful reminder that God is ready to help us weather the storms of life. I thank you so much for listening today, and I hope and pray that this study and some of the thoughts that we've had today can can help you if you find yourself in a, in a difficult trial. As I mentioned a few moments ago, if I want to encourage you to go to God in prayer as soon as this episode ends. Go to God and, and remember what David was able to desire and what he was able to declare, and implement both those thoughts into your prayer and God recognizing and glorifying Him for being the great God that He is, and then whatever's on your heart, whatever desire that you may have, take it to God in prayer. Go in confidence, go in faith, and trust that He can answer you, He can provide for you, He can help you weather the storm. Thank you so much for listening. May God bless you. What's up, guys? It's Caleb and Michael over here from the Scattered Abroad Network, and we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, we're so thankful to the East Hill Church of Christ for overseeing this network. And we're grateful to God for this opportunity. And don't forget, you can check out our show notes below for all of our social media links, email address, website, and we have a monthly newsletter, so don't forget to sign up for that. Please remember to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you use, and please continue to keep our network in your prayers. As always, thank you again so much for listening. Be ready tomorrow. We have brand new content coming out here on the SAN. Thanks so much, and God bless.